Andrew Catalan is back in the building this week to call this game for CBS Sports. It's great to talk to you again. It's just been a, a week or two. How are you? JP, it's good to see you and talk with you and uh, looking forward to uh, a good game here. Yeah, so the Jaguars haven't had a full good game in a while. They've had pieces of good games. They haven't been able to finish those good outings in key moments. You know, last week, it was goal-to-go situation again. Two, a couple weeks back, it was against the Texans. Trevor throws one against uh, Houston in the end zone inexplicably, and then he does it again in London last week on a first-and-goal play, rolling right and instead of throwing it. I don't even know if London had popcorn vendors, but instead of throwing it to that guy, he throws it to Justin Simmons instead on the goal line. You just got to keep fighting through these things, and at some point, as Bucky Brooks said this week, when the kid touches the stovetop, he'll realize, oh, wait a minute, it's hot, and that's how you learn. Yeah, so the last time I was with the Jaguars was in Indianapolis a few weeks ago uh, when they, I thought, played a pretty good game until the end when the touchdown from Matt Ryan to, to Alec Pierce. But I remember talking with Trevor, and the big buzzwords that week were, don't make a bad mistake worse. Uh, make it an incompletion instead of an interception. And clearly he's still learning that. Uh, as we saw in London with the fish and chip vendors, we can use that, can't we, instead of popcorn? Um, and, and I think that's just part of it. You know, last week I was with the Detroit Lions, and they have a lot of talent. But as Dan Campbell, their head coach, told us, these guys just don't know how to win. They haven't won. And he said that Bill Parcells used to tell him, you know how you win close games? By winning close games. There's no secret formula and you just have to kind of go through some stages like this where you're not going to be able to get it done until you do get it done. And that's what we're all waiting for with the Jaguars. The Jags are doing good things on offense. They're a top 10 offensive group. So between the 20s, yeah, okay, they're they're moving the ball pretty well. Travis Etienne broke out and had a great game last week, of course, on the ground. Well, not broke out. He's had four straight weeks over 100 scrimmage yards, but a, a great rushing day. But that red zone and goal to goal stuff is, has got to cap it off each time. So there are some positive things. So Trevor's great between the 20s. They're running the ball. Okay, that's a, that's a good start at least. Not every team has that. Yeah, I think you look at Zach Wilson in New York, and he is just turning the ball over at an alarming rate, uh, kind of playing that same style he did in college, and it's costing him. I don't think Trevor is to that point. I don't think that he's making egregious interception throws yes the one by the goal line that hurts uh but it means it seems like there's one of those a game maybe not four like zach wilson's making so i think that is encouraging i think evan ingram is playing well and he's in a good groove here where he's got at least four catches in each of his last four games etn is a budding star uh there's a lot to like and i think this offense will put it together i believe in the plan that doug peterson has laid out in the meantime, I get it because I've been in Jacksonville a lot over the last 10 years. It's very frustrating to have to go through this again, and I totally understand that. Andrew Catalan with a CBS Sports. The defense has been pretty good in some of the metrics. You know, they're middle of the pack overall, but they have some issues down around the goal line as well in the red zone, and, you know, they can play a pretty good game. And then when it matters in the fourth quarter – more than once this year, they've given up a big throw or a big moment in a game they can't make a play, and it costs them a game. The Jaguars have 
lost multiple fourth quarter leads this year, and the defense is the issue with that. So, you know, it feels like the other teams will take the whole game to figure it out, and then, oh, wait a minute, fourth quarter, we can finally hit this guy over the top against X cornerback, right? Um, somehow you got to patch that up in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I saw that in Indianapolis firsthand. Looked like they were in a good spot there late, and then the Colts with that last drive, and you know, Denver going three for three in the red zone was a problem because the Broncos are not a good red zone team. So it does seem like there's just one thing off. I think some of that goes back to youth and not knowing how to close out games. I think that's easier said and done than done. I am really encouraged by the play of Tyson Campbell. I think he's been fantastic. Uh, I think that's a really good sign for Jacksonville. Uh, but again, yeah, there's like a loose end here or there, and it's all adding up to uh, to losses, and and that's what they're trying to correct. Andrew, when the Jaguars were 2-1, and one, they had just beaten the L.A. Chargers, and I think I predicted on one of our radio shows, I guess half-jokingly, but either way I said it, that the Jaguars would sweep the AFC West. Well, that prediction is down the drain since the Denver Broncos got it done last week. The Raiders are coming in now, though. They're two and five. They started over, but now two and two cents. They got shut out last week in New Orleans in the Superdome. What's up with the shutout last week? First of all, is this Raiders team better than that? And how do they get off the mat this week? You can make the case that the Raiders performance last week in New Orleans was the worst game any team in the NFL has played this year. I mean, it was that bad. And, and there was some momentum too, because you know, they had played really well in Arrowhead against the Chiefs, just came up a little bit short and had a bye week, blew out the Texans. Uh, they were feeling pretty good against a Saints team that hasn't done much, and they completely laid an egg. Now, the interesting thing with them this week is they've been training down in IMG in Sarasota, so maybe some team bonding, maybe getting away from home and families will kind of galvanize them a, a little bit. Um, if you're a Jaguars fan, you're hoping that's not the case. Uh, but I think they're going to come out with a bit of a chip on their shoulder because there wasn't one player that played well in that game for the Raiders last week. And the head coach took the responsibility for it, apologized to the fans. And they got a lot to play for here against Jacksonville. So I'd expect to see a better Raiders team than we saw a week ago. You know, and when you put out a performance like that, the next week, a lot of times you go back to what you've been doing the best. What's the easiest route to success? And that, for them, at least as of late, has been running the football with Josh Jacobs. You might see a healthy dose of him. Jaguars been pretty good against the run this year overall, except in Philadelphia, but for the most part. But Jacobs is the real deal. He was on a little run there before last week's game, too. Yeah, he's been running the ball great. He runs the ball hard. Uh, he does not get tired, it appears. And you're right, the Jags have played some pretty good run defense for the most part this year, so that'll be a big matchup. And I also expect them to get Devontae Adams involved. He only had one catch last week in New Orleans. That's not why they brought that guy in there. He's in there to get seven to ten catches. And I think him and maybe Darren Waller coming back uh, if he's healthy – they are a talented team. I mean, they scored 29 points in Kansas City. Not that the Chiefs have a great defense, but, you know, they can score points. The big surprise to me has been on the defensive side where Chandler Jones has done nothing. He's got a half a sack. Obviously, Max Crosby's leading the way. 
But I think you want to make sure if you're Jacksonville that this is the game that Chandler Jones does not wake up. Of course, this is the middle of the tour of the AFC West. The Jaguars visit Arrowhead next week and the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, uh, Andrew Catalan with us, CBS Sports. AFC South, power rankings entering week number nine. Go. Well, you know, look, Tennessee's got to be at the top. Uh, I, I saw them uh, a couple weeks ago against the Colts. Somehow they find ways to win, right? I mean, it's almost the opposite. They, they don't look good on paper, and then they figure out a way in the end to get it done. And credit to them. Mike Vrabel's done a heck of a job. To me, the Colts are one of the biggest surprises in the NFL. I really thought they were going to be uh, a talented playoff team. They don't look that way right now. I'm shocked they benched Matt Ryan. Just shocked. I mean, the way that they talked to us about him, the coach, and even the owner saying how much he respects him as a leader. I can't believe they benched him. Um, their offensive line hasn't been good. Uh, to me, that's the bigger problem. Uh, so that's a team in disarray right now. They fired their offensive coordinator this week. You know, I, I think the Jaguars, uh, if they can put a couple wins together, I have a chance to get ahead of, of the Colts in my quote-unquote power rankings. And then I would put the Texans uh, at the bottom. All right, Andrew, it's great to see you again. Jags Raiders coming up, and uh, have a great call. We'll see you this weekend. Thanks, pal. Looking forward to it.